Hi guys, and welcome back to Magic Behind the Mouse. My name is Julia, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Katie. And this week's episode, we're going to start getting into the different roles that the DCP has to offer. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most common roles in the DCP, which is merchandise. So, Katie, just want to give a little introduction about your time in merchandise this past spring? Yes. So, I was merchandise for this college program, and I worked at Storybook Circus in Magic Kingdom. And if you don't know, that is the merchandise store right across from the Dumbo Ride. And I loved it. I loved working in Magic Kingdom. I loved working in that area. It was so much fun. Merchandise is a great role. I'll get more into it later in the episode, but it offers you a lot of variety, lots of chances to pick up anywhere you want, and it really gives you the opportunity to talk to guests, get to know them, and really make an impact on their vacation, which was great. Yeah, so just to start, when you were going through the application process, I know we spoke about that in a previous episode, you were interested in merchandise to have as your role, right? Yeah. Kind of? I I think I put it as moderate interest okay and did you have any retail experience because I know that's kind of what they are looking for in that role I did and I funnily enough I didn't put it on my um, application for DCP because like we said you can only put five previous work experience and that was during my sophomore year of college I worked at Old Navy and I just had more relevant experience so I left it off of my application but during my interview the interviewer asked if I had retail experience and I just I said exactly that I was like oh well I worked at Old Navy for a little while and I got merged. So. Yeah. Nice. So what was your training like? Um, it was, we only had about, I want to say six or seven days and it was spread out over a two week period. But um, whether you may know this or not, right when we first got to our DCP, um, my store had a little bit of a flooding problem. I forgot about this. So it was closed when start like just the store was closed it had been closed for two days already and we were like okay so my first day of training was supposed to be like walking around the store getting to know everything but we couldn't do that because they had literally torn up their carpet and we're putting new carpet in um so we ended up walking around outside of the store and then we went over to Tomorrowland because Storybook Circus and Tomorrowland were under the same management so we went in Mickey Star Traders and we didn't really actually do anything that day we just walked around and then the next day I had another training at Disney University um, and that was Merchandise Core uh, or Welcome to Merchantainment might have been the na- like it, went, it was both names um, but that day was awesome because we were, it was just a bunch of us at different merchandise locations sitting in the room and they had all of these mock cash registers. There were like 20 of them. And so we went up and we just practiced a whole bunch of scenarios, got comfortable using the system, using the cash drawer and all of that. Um, and it just really helped, I think, to be able to get that much practice, not in real training. <laughs> so that was my second day of training. And then I went back to the store. And by that point, it was open, thankfully. And so I had three more days of just on-the-job, regular merchandise training. And it was exactly what you would expect. We practiced on the cash register. We talked to guests. We looked at all of our merchandise. And my store was lucky because we had, I don't know if I should call them extra things in the store that not every store does. So we had hat embroidery and leather engraving as well. And so those were two extra days of training. 
Um, the hat embroiderer, I really liked doing, but it was also stressful to me because the mach- you're just relying on the machine. You're, you know, putting the information in, but then it does all the work. So if it messes up, you have to completely throw away an entire hat and start over. And it was just, fr- but it was fun. Um, and we also had stock training. So we had a whole day devoted to figuring out we had these special cell phones. We, when you were a stalker, you got both an iPhone and an Android. And the iPhone was so that you could message all the other stalkers in the room. And the Android had um, an app called SmartStock. And so it would tell you every time someone bought an item, it SmartStock would recognize that you needed to put that item back on the shelf. That's so, so cool. Like, isn't that cool? So when you got to your stock shift, you'd be assigned a zone. And then literally your entire shift after that is just to pay attention to SmartStock, figure out what needs to be put on the shelf, go in the stock room and put that back. So I really liked those shifts. And then That's really cool. we had a day for cash apron training because we had one cart outside of our store where we would sell drinks and cotton candy and stuff. So we had a whole day for that. I love that. I never actually got to work the cart outside of training, but it was really fun to be outside and see everyone. And lastly, see, this was a lot of training. I got yeah, you had a lot of training. Life. I didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you all know this or not, but Storybook Circus has a case line slash bakery, whatever you want to call it inside. So uh, two full days of my training were devoted to learning how to make all of our treats, which was <laughs> so much fun. We literally make uh, caramel corn, cotton candy, caramel apples, chocolate covered pineapple, chocolate covered strawberries. Then we have cupcakes and cookies and all of the sweet stuff. And so that was, it was a lot of training that you have an open day and a closed day and the open day, you have to be there at six 30. So I literally left my apartment at like five 30 that morning. I got up at like four 30. It was, it was rough. And then the closing shift, we didn't leave until like 1130 cause you have to clean everything, but that was super fun. And I'm glad I got that experience. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize how much training went into that. Yeah. And so, and it just depends because like I said, my location had a lot of extra things, but if you're like Mickey star traders, like I was talking about earlier is just a merchandise store. So you wouldn't have the hat embroidery. You wouldn't have the leather engraving. You wouldn't have the bakery. So yeah. it just depends. And just in general for whatever training you're going through, like, or whatever role you get accepted into Disney, make sure they train you yes. so well. Like, yes. as stressful as it can be, I know I went through several, several days of training for my role. Um, they make you feel confident mm-hmm. enough to perform it. So even if you never had retail experience or whatever yeah. role you get, you never had experience in it prior, just note that they'll train you well enough that you it. will be comfortable to do it. And if not, and you don't feel comfortable, I'm sure they would be able to accommodate exactly. you in some way. All of my trainers were so nice. And if you had any questions, they were more than happy to answer it. If you even needed an extra day of training, if you were like, I am not ready for this, they can accommodate that easily. They'll just set you up with another day of training with another trainer and you're good to go. And at the end of every training, you have to take um, an assessment. You have to prove that you know what you're doing. So they're not just going to throw you out, you know. And I know for that, that's on a roll by role basis, I guess. Like I never had an assessment. Really? For my role. Yeah. I know See, a lot I of people multiple- did like written tests and like online assessments yeah maybe because depending on what you're doing if you're doing like attractions it's a safety critical role or like if you're handling food like if you're dealing with baked goods and stuff you need to know some of that I have no idea but I know we didn't get that for our role but yeah just note that the training labs too are really cool like how they Mm -hmm. set them up all the roles are different and yeah that's the thing to note like every single role and even like location in your role is going to be different so your training is going to be very individual to wherever you're working yeah 
for sure, for sure. And you can talk specifically about your 6.30 shifts or your later on in the shift, but what would be a normal shift for you? What was a shift in the life of Katie? So for some reason, I'm not quite sure why, because on my last CMP, and it's just kind of general, I don't know if knowledge is the right word, or, but it's that CPs get closing shifts and like you always work the closing shift. And that's what I was prepared for. But the majority of the shifts I was scheduled on my DCP were mid shifts, which was great. I usually would get like an 11 to 8:30 um, with a half hour lunch, so an eight hour shift, or like a 10 to 7:30 or anything like that. Sometimes I would get 10 to four. I don't know how I got that lucky, but so that was super nice. Um, but you show up to work, and I would put my stuff in our little break room, and I would hang. We had day lockers, so you can put your stuff in the locker and then type in a password, so don't worry, it's safe. <laughs> and then you'll go to CDS, which is the cast deployment system, and it tells you, it'll. you just type in your printer, your personal identification number, and it puts you in a position. So sometimes it can be a register, it could be the hat embroiderer, or the leather engraver, it just depends. Um and you'll work that for about, it depends on how long your shift is, but between two to three hours, and then someone will come and bump you out for your break. And then you'll go back, you'll pick up another assignment, and then it kind of continues until your shift is over. Um, I loved working the registers because that's where you really get to talk to the people and all the guests and ask about their day and get to know them. Um, but the busiest... Uh, the busiest position was definitely the registers on the case line, the bakery, because so if you're working in the bakery, that's a separate shift than register. But you can if you're working a register shift, you can still be checking the people out, if that makes any sense. So those shifts, like if you were on that register, the time went by so fast because there was just a constant stream of people buying your snacks and you're just checking them out. When I was hat embroiderer, that was the one that would take um, it was the slowest just in an average day I would maybe do like two hats but I'd be really? in that position for like three hours so someone's already on the register so you're really just kind of twiddling your thumbs waiting for someone to need a hat yeah. embroidered especially because like yeah you can go and help make sure the store's organized but like we have stalkers that that's their job so really sometimes there's nothing for you to do except wait and but- I feel like something when you have so many other things people think to go elsewhere like I know when I would be getting baked goods or whatever it is, I wouldn't think to go to Big Top. I would go yeah, to like the exactly, confectionery. Exactly. Or like when I got my ears painted on or embroidered or whatever, I went to the place that was like right Main off Main Street. Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were so tucked back into the park. Like we were still a busy location. But once the fireworks went off, there was no one. Like we might have like five guests the entire rest of the night. So it was interesting to be in a location that was popular, but also kind of slow at the same time. Yeah, it's a huge merchandise location. There's so much in there. It's fun. So when you're in merchandise, something to note, which you can do in some of the other roles, depending on what role you get, you can shift trade. So did you shift trade? Tell everyone a little bit about that experience, where you shift traded and things like that. That was one of my favorite aspects. Even before I started working, like I loved the idea of being able to trade my shifts because in attractions, you can't. You are trained on your attraction and that's it. Like, sorry, (laughs) even if you want to work somewhere else, you can't. So I, from the very beginning, I was like, I want to try and work as many places as I can because I'm a person who loves variety and doing new things. And that's just how I keep myself occupied. So 
I was really lucky. I got to still trade and work in three different new locations. And I had, sadly, the week after Disney closed, like we had our schedule already, and I had traded to work in the confectionery and Magic Kingdom Glow. Like I had all these other shifts worked out to work, but obviously yeah. it didn't happen. But I worked at the first place that I traded was Animal Kingdom Africa. And it was so much fun. Um, so if you trade a shift, it's really easy. You can just do it on Facebook. You can join all the merchandise pages for your home park, all of the other parks. It doesn't matter. And then you just post, I have this shift. Anyone want to trade? And you trade your little hub ID and you're good to go. So when I worked in Africa, you have to make sure that you go and pick up the costume because that's your responsibility. But it w- I worked at mostly the cart at the exit of Kilimanjaro Safari. And it was so much fun. I just... I worked with really great other CPs. They were super nice. And I just got to talk to people. And it was fun to work in a, a new park in a new location just because I think that's exciting. And then I also picked up at Animal Kingdom Discovery Island. So the store right outside of the Tree of Life. And that was kind of stressful because <laughs> that was a Wednesday, which was like I, I hadn't thought anything of because Magic Kingdom costuming is open seven days a week. So like that's all I was used to, you know. And then I had woken up that morning. I think my shift was at like, it was a night shift. So it was either started at four or five. And I'm looking on Facebook and someone had posted in the merchandise page was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize Animal Kingdom costuming was closed on Wednesdays. I really need to trade the shift. I don't have the costume. And I was like, haha, that really sucks. And then I was like, wait a minute. It's <laughs> Wednesday. I don't have the right costume for my Animal Kingdom shift either. I was like, what am I going to do? And I remember waking up Julia freaking out. And yep. um, I remember that too. <laughs> fortunately, um, one of my really close friends, Holland, works at the Starbucks in Animal Kingdom. And with some sheer amount of dumb luck, their costume is the same as the merchandise. <laughs> so I called her and I was like, Holland, I need to borrow one of your costumes. And she was like, okay, but I'm in Georgia right now. So she wasn't even in town. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so she like talked to her roommates and he was like going to leave one of her costumes out on the porch, but Holland is tiny. And I was like, what if I can't even fit in her costume? Like if I can't wear her shorts, then I can't go to work. Yeah. So I was like, is it worth driving 35 minutes to her house for a costume that doesn't fit? Like I went back and forth all day, but Maddie ended up our other roommate going with me and we drove to Holland's house, picked up the costume. I came back and it fit perfectly. So I didn't even need to freak out, but it was a crazy day, but the shift itself was really fun. Again, everybody, <laughs> Other than that. You know, everybody's super nice. And it's like, you have to, when you clock in, you have to make sure you call a supervisor and say, hi, like, this is not my home location. Can you show me around the store and put me into the system so that you can use the cash registers? And once everybody knows you're new, they're super nice and accommodating and make sure that they help you out. And the last place <laughs> that I picked up was Hollywood Studios Carts. And that was such a fun day because, as you know, probably, we were blocked out of Hollywood Studios the entire program. Yep. So <laughs> it was just amazing to be there. I, it was a, I think it was a five, it was a six-hour shift. And in the middle of the day, and I was literally, I had my cart. I was selling drinks, lightsabers, and bubble wands. And I was standing right out, like, at the main entrance of the park on the main street in front of the Chinese theater. And I was literally just playing with bubble wands and lightsabers for the whole shift. <laughs> like, it doesn't get any better than that. So I had a lot of fun. And I, again, wish I could have traded more places. 
but that's my biggest piece of advice if you're merchandise like it's definitely scary especially the first time because you're like I don't know where I'm going I don't know what I'm doing like I don't know how to get anywhere but it's so worth it because it's just exciting and new and fun and it's a great way to not fall into the rut of doing the same thing every day if you know what I'm saying yeah and to go off that like when you're going through the program you're like a small fish in a huge pond but everyone else is so nice that's one of the reasons like I loved working just at Disney everyone was like the nicest Mm -hmm. group of people you could imagine everyone was so happy and like willing to help one another so I don't that's something to keep in mind too like even though you might get lost you're intimidated whatever it is like people want you to succeed no matter what you're doing and want to help you out so yeah and you just have to sometimes you have to ask for that help so you have to feel comfortable doing that but just know that like everyone's there to see you succeed so yeah definitely and just to wrap up your role in merchandise as a whole what are some of the pros and cons that you would say during your time I know it was kind of short-lived but so pros definitely being able to trade shifts and that works out not only because you're working in new locations but if you really need a day off you have so many people that you could possibly yeah. trade with to get that day off rather than in attractions you only have your immediate coworkers. so that was really helpful um another pro to merchandise is that there's so much variety in your day like with like I said with my location there was just so many different positions I could be doing that day and I really like variety that helps keep the day going for me um another pro for merchandise is that it's not I don't want to say it's not difficult because every job is difficult but um it's definitely one where I think it's it's easy to feel comfortable doing it and it's you learn really quickly what you're doing and I find that comforting another pro it's getting to talk to people that's just like one of my favorite things about working for Disney is talking to the guests and getting to know them talking to kids giving them stickers like with attractions it's safety critical you have to be doing your position and you I don't want to say you can't get distracted but like you you know what I mean with merchandise if no one's at your register like your job is to interact with people and like to go play with the bubbles or to go pick up a plush and (laughs) show it to a kid give them stickers I love that it's also merchandise is a easy easy way to make magical moments which is awesome if you see someone drop an ice cream you're the one who can get them a new one or like I had a guest come up to me. We could do a, probably do a whole episode on magical moments, but my <laughs> store is the exit to the Pete Silly Sideshow meet and greet. So it empties out into our store. And so people are constantly coming from meeting Minnie and Daisy and Goofy and Donald. And someone came up to me in my register and was like, I was meeting Goofy and he broke our pin, but the photo pass said you could get us a new one. And no, literally Wait, like what? I guess he <laughs> held it too hard or it just broke. I'm not sure what happened. That's so sad. But I was able to help the kid pick out a new one and, you know, give that to them. So I love that part. I would say some cons to merchandise is that, again, I'm not saying it's easy, but it isn't the most difficult role for sure. So if you're not actively trying, your day can get a little slow. As hat embroiderer, I wouldn't have anything to do for two hours and you really have to, like, find stuff to do so that's hard sometimes but again that's minuscule and it's still a great role I don't know if I can think of any cons can you think of any um yeah I feel like for merchandise there's a lot of variety in what you do so like 
day to day, I imagine it's pretty different. Yeah, I guess it could be if you don't like variety, if you're the kind of person who needs every day to be the same and structured. I wouldn't say merchandise is the best for that because there's so many different positions you might be doing. But I think a lot of roles are like that, that there's variety in them. So, yeah. And with like trading shifts and anything, like say you don't love your home Mm -hmm. assigned location. If you trade enough, you can kind of find a new home elsewhere, not to encourage that, but like say Katie didn't enjoy her time at, um, big top she could have traded and spent most of her time at like mm-hmm. the emporium on main street and then she could have had two experiences there so that's kind of a nice thing like don't think yes, that you're stuck exactly. specifically in your one because location because i saw a youtube video of a girl who did not like her location at all and she traded so often that she only ended up working there a handful of times so yeah it really merchandise is a great role because it gives you a lot of freedom which i love like stocking shifts it's really up to you you are told what zone you're supposed to do but then it's on you entirely to do it and you're the one who puts yourself on break rather than having someone come do it and I think that's I like that and there's a lot yes, of CPs it's a huge role a lot so of it's CPs a great way which to is meet nice people. I had a good majority of my co-workers were CPs and even the ones who weren't like the part and full-timers were so so nice so understanding like the one shift that I actually worked in the case line bakery um, was very stressful to me because it had been like yeah. two weeks after my training and it's just it's a lot it really is the bakery's hard but they were all so nice and you know took the time to show me and help me figure out what I was supposed to be doing so you'll always have good co-workers no matter where you work really yeah yeah I feel like like I said going back to it everyone there is very nice like no matter what even full-time part-time Whatever it may be, the people are so sweet. So no matter what role, you'll find people to kind of click with. And it's really nice. Um, And just some fun questions. What was some of your most commonly asked questions from guests? Or like one of your most bizarre moments that you've had with guests? Or a magical moment? Um, Most commonly asked questions. Where's the closest restroom? I got this at least once every day, if not more times a day. Fortunately, we had a restroom right outside of our store down the road a little bit by the Barnstormer. But um, people would also ask, we didn't sell popcorn, like regular popcorn. We only sold caramel corn. And so people would constantly be like, where's the regular popcorn? I just want butter. I want salt tip. And I'd have to send them out to the carts. Or they'd say, where's the closest place to get a turkey leg? Really, people just wanted food or the bathroom most of the time. They were asking me a question. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people asked me you know where are all the Dumbo t-shirts and you would think the circus store across from the Dumbo ride would sell a Dumbo t-shirt but we did oh yeah that is weird so every time they asked I'd have to be like I'm so sorry we actually don't have any and they'd be like why not and I'd be like I I don't know I'm sorry are there any at the parks would you have to go look that up didn't sell any Dumbo shirts I am not sure why at the time but yeah. Interesting. But the Dumbo They're plushies so are so cute. cute. The ones with the big feet and the big ears. I really wanted one, but I never bought one. It's so I'm and I imagine not specific I mean merchandise specifically, but any of the roles that are in the parks are so mm-hmm. tempting. Like I would spend if I I spent a lot of money there regardless. <laughs> but like if I was surrounded by all that merchandise, I would just be shopping oh, my heart out. <laughs> they would make it so nice for us like at the end of the night if you were working a closing shift 
once the whole store was cleared of guests and we closed our doors, they would keep one register open and say, okay, really quick, if there's anything that you want to buy, whether that's like a merchandise item or one of our bakery items, you could go and do that. So like literally we'd have like 15 minutes every night to go grab your wallet, buy whatever you wanted, and then go ahead and finish like cleaning up and everything, which is totally dangerous because like if they're just saying go and buy a Rice Krispie treat, who am I to say no? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah Twist like, my right, arm. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and did you have any not so magical moments with guests in your time as merchandise <sighs> that you can I'm remember? I think I have got to have a story. I mean, not luckily but like we were only there for a short period of time and i guess to reflect on having a not so magical moment and not being able to recall one of those is a good good sign i mean i definitely had unhappy guests but actually i did now (laughs) Now that you mentioned it but it wasn't at my store (laughs) it was when i was working in africa the shift i picked up i totally forgot what happened (laughs) so it's like the end of the night. It might be seven o'clock and it's starting to get dark because this was still like February. And I've had a grand old time. Like I literally had so much fun. I was in a really great mood. Um, there weren't a lot of people buying things. So I would just stand by the cart and wave and smile at the people who were leaving Kilimanjaro Safari. And it was just so strange to me, the entire interaction. I'm standing there and it's it was a mom and a dad and their four-year-old son. And the son wants a stuffed animal. And I'm checking them out. Everything's dandy, whatever. And I, because in Animal Kingdom, a huge part of it is the Disney Conservation Fund. And even me, who had just picked up a shift, the supervisors made sure to stress, like, after every transaction, ask them if they want to donate. Because, you know, you want to help the animals, whatever. And so I was doing that. And so I asked them, like I had asked everyone else during the day, I was like, would you like to donate anything to the Disney Conservation Fund? And it was the wife who was checking out. And she said, sure. She might have said a dollar, two dollars or five. I don't really remember that. But the dad got like angry at her. And he's like, why are you doing that? Like, we've already spent enough money here. And that like, like, what, what am I supposed to say to that? So I'm just kind of standing there awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like do you like, want to donate what's the deal here and so I'm just kind of looking at them because I was waiting I guess for them to confirm whether they wanted to donate or not because I had to type in the number and so they just kind of stared back at me and I was like so would you like to donate and she was like yes and I was like okay and so like I put in the amount and I gave her her total and I finished checking her out and I, it was just kind of awkward after that and she like looks at me and she goes how come none of you ever smile? And I was like, I was like, what? And you're like the most smiley person. Like I had said, I was literally like waving and smiling at everyone leaving Kilimanjaro Safari before that. And so I was super caught off guard. I was like, what? I almost thought she was like making a joke. And she was like, you work at the happiest place on earth and everybody who works here is miserable. And I was like, "Uh, what? "Um, I'm sorry. And she's like, smile. And, like, she's staring at me, like, telling me to smile. And it was the most uncomfortable. And I was, like, looking at her. And I was, like, trying to smile. But I was super weirded out. And it was just, like, she was being mean. And so I was, like, half smiling. She's, like, yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe you should try being a little nicer. And then she, like, left. And I was, Uh, like, what? What? (laughs) And I just, I was so upset. So I was, like, like, I'm sorry if other, like, for some reason other people haven't been smiling at you. But, like, 
I was super nice that entire transaction until you guys started fighting in front of me and it was awkward. Like, I, what? Yeah, so super, super know. weird. Just in general, like, the, you make work at the happiest it's place on job. earth. But it's <laughs> like, a job. It is. Yeah. And whichever role you get, I am sure that you will have Those some gifts. unhappy But gifts. see, the funny thing is, like, I really can't think of any experiences like that at my store. So it, they're few and far between. And the good experiences outweigh the bad every time. So, And, I mean, something they preach to us during training, no matter what role, they're like, they always said, they're not mad at you. That's true. They're mad at something that happened that's like been building up and they just needed like we're the just, one they decided we're the person to, yeah. who and got that's it what i was telling myself because i was really upset after that but i was like it is seven o'clock at night they've been here all day in the heat like i know they're just tired and cranky and that's not my fault but like also on that note if you're a guest don't be mean to cast members just because you're cranky that's not nice yep sugar goes <laughs> yes. much further than being sour i don't know if that's a <laughs> saying be. but now it's going to be one <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's something that to know. You definitely get thick skin no matter the role you you have. So, personally, what is one of your favorite pieces of merch from a consumer perspective, from an employee? Like, what do you love to get? Well, anything from our case line is delicious, but I absolutely loved our Rice Krispie treat that we dipped in chocolate and then sprinkled Reese's peanut butter chips on top. Like, that sounds so it good. Was so good, and I would get it every time, if I wasn't getting the chocolate covered pineapple, which I also get every time. <laughs> you always got that. When that's we what met, we were that's eating, my mom eating. and I. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, merchandise wise, I didn't actually buy this, and I'm so upset because I was going to, and then obviously we left, and I didn't realize my last day at work was going to be my last day at work. <laughs> um, but there was a super cute sweatshirt with Mickey, Goofy, Donald, and Pluto, and it was like. I don't know how to describe the colors like it was the wrong colors so like Mickey was wearing like a pink shirt and Goofy was wearing like light blue or something and I don't know it just looked super cute and I really wanted it and I didn't get it but I'd say that was my favorite merchandise item we sold or and the Dumbo plushes because they were just adorable any of the plushes that have the the massive heads and the small bodies so cute I have Simba um and one of my things I know no one really asked about me I don't have that much information (laughs) but my favorite, and if you have yet to try it, you need to go out there and do it. Break into the parks <laughs> or something and try it. The sea salt caramel oh, popcorn. So I would buy three or four bags at a time. It was my favorite. I shipped it home. Like, and that's how much like I loved $6, it. Six dollars, seven dollars, maybe. No, I think there were like five. So good, and it's one of the, it's like not freshly made. No, that sounds bad, but like it's pre-made, I guess. So it's in a plastic baggie, so yeah. you can throw it in your bag, and it's not gonna. Yeah, the only issue is, which we didn't get to really experience, is if it gets super oh, hot, it melts because yeah. of the chocolate. But it is so freaking good. It's my favorite. I that's one of yeah. That's <laughs> it. I would get it like every single time I would go to the parks, and the classic yellow yes! Walt Disney World shirt. That was one of my favorite purchases too, and it's so tempting. I went into the Disney College program with like not much merchandise and with came so out. Much. <laughs> With a lot more than I had hoped. And we even went, totally random side note tangent, we went to Plato's Closet not far from housing, and they had tons mm-hmm. of Disney stuff hidden too. Tip. So you, yeah, hidden tip. You get whatever it is, 20%, 40%, depending on the time of the year, discount for being a cast member. 
Um, but Plato's Closet, I know I got a Lost Bro two shirt. super cute, two Lost Bro shirt there from for like twelve dollars. And they have like Disney so, official stuff or just finds. like small shop. There was a ton. Yeah. So do that. And just going back on that, support yes. small businesses. So there's tons of Instagrams. Not to say don't shop Disney because Lord knows I have plenty of <laughs> Me too. Disney stuff. But people are really creative out there too. So be sure to support them. Um, I think that's pretty much it for our merchandise episode. We've already been talking. This is going to be our longest podcast yet. (laughs) No, but there's so much information about all the different roles and especially where one you could trade Mm -hmm. shifts in and things like that. If you have any questions, like feel free to ask us on Instagram and I can answer any specific questions you might have. Yeah, for sure. So thanks for listening. I know this is mostly a Katie episode, but I learned a lot. I hope you guys did too. And stay tuned for next week's episode. See ya. See you.